0: Are you jealous of my ponytail? Am I? Am I a cute boy? So
1: jealous! It's incredible. Let me, let me,
0: You're so fashionable. Let me slap it so against the mic. Let me slap it against the mic for the people listening to the audio podcast. There we go. There
1: we go. That's some. Um, if your finger doesn't hit it, that's some um, decent ASMR.
0: <laughs> it's a um, soft little. People are gonna hate that, um, dude. What's, what's shaking? Happy, happy uh, weekend. Happy DPC day off. Happy. We're, we're almost at the end of this thing. Do you have a, do you have a relaxful day? Are you chilling?
1: I did. Uh, I mean, every single day of my day off is kind of the same. It's, um, uh if I'm super motivated, I'll get up and do yoga. Uh, I'll have the breakfast that they leave out there. Uh, then I'll start streaming. I'll play some Dota. I won't shower. Specifically, won't shower. I have to shower every day. I don't have a I don't have any hair, so it's like not like my hair gets greasy. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, so I, I don't shower. I just you know sit here and fucking bathe in my disgustingness and uh, play Dota until uh, at some point in time I. I get uh, a little bit bored or tired of it, or um, or my concentration is uh, going downhill, so I know I'm going to lose more games, and uh, and then I watch the rest of the show. Which uh, usually there's some sort of European game that I'm interested in today. There was two really good matches. We had Secret versus Alliance as the last one, and then before that was Viking GG versus OG, which actually turned out better than I expected because Viking GG actually won.
0: Is that because Viking GG is, like, finally turning it on? Like, I think people expected them to be doing better than they're doing right now, at least if you look at the rankings. But I don't know how to think about OG either, because I've watched them be like, dude, that team's great. And also be like, man, that team's weird.
1: Yeah, they're inconsistent. Um, They just don't really seem to have the same kind of staying power with mid one compared to Anna to be really honest um
0: that feels fine I mean uh, comparing anyone to Anna feels like a like a hard proposition right like
1: <laughs> yeah I think it's just another one of those situations where you put a player into a different role and they just do not shine as much um especially mid players to carry I feel like is is kind of um always a bit of a bumpy ride Because um, mid players have so much agency. I think two to four is a really natural transition. Um, But like the two position, you get so much farm and levels out of mid and you feel powerful and you go around, do things and make things happen with your team. Um, And you can turn into a carry. But it, usually you use your strength in some way to influence the game early on, and you can be a little bit more liberal. You don't have to protect your lead so much. Um, whereas carry, it's very much about farming rotations and protecting your lead and making sure you make like good macro plays where you rotate at the right times or you like you 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 know when to leave your lane to go hit jungle creeps. Like that's not interesting mid player stuff, you know, like to to know at five minutes and 30 seconds that you need to leave as opposed to seven minutes because you're going to get rotated on uh that you should just hit jungle you know like i i feel like a lot of a lot of mids suffer moving from from that position to carry if they downgrade to three or four i think they have a better chance actually
0: i just assume that the mid player mindset is always the it's about me which is kind of you know a little bit more prevalent in pubs than than high level competitive play but how do those people get so good right they play all those pubs to get yeah. that good, and they're like, "It's all about me." So suddenly, once you once you leave, and you have to just you know not be that person, you're you're no longer the focus. You're no longer the quarterback. I think
1: well, I actually think it's kind of the opposite, where um, in the game you need to be more selfish about your game. You need to protect your game more as a carry. You can afford like one of the the best one of the best signs of a good uh, mid is a high kill amount one of the best signs of a good carry is a low death amount it's like it, they 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 you know I, th- I think that's like the simplest way to think about it is that carries need to make sure they're not dying that they're always hitting creeps that they're always farming because the game will rest solely on them at some point in time but for the first like 20 minutes very often their contribution is is hitting creeps in the right areas, whereas mids, they have this agency to go around and do things and they can trade themselves for, you know, kill for kill or kill for two kills or to make that play to to get that tower, uh, you know, and and yeah, a lot, and it is, you know, in pubs, especially they are very, very selfish. Uh, mid players are they always want you to protect power runes and and focus on helping them and their lane and stuff like that but uh i think professional mids are are a little bit more open to um just being active and willing to die and i think that's a bad trait for carries
0: maybe the word i'm thinking for and i'm misclassifying this is selfish when i when i really want to say flashy
1: yeah no for sure carry is um a much less flashy role um, for the first like 25 minutes of the game you know it's um you you are a you know it depends on on what your draft looks like but more often than not you are a footnote in the first 20 minutes the important people are the 2 and 4 and sometimes the 3 sometimes the 5
0: you know, and we're looking at this game right now. Before we were recording, or watching Alliance and uh, and Secret, and I don't want to beat a dead horse because I think we've talked about this uh, <laughs> at least at least in passing for weeks at this point. But it's four p.m. in California.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the last game. Of the I day's mean, finish. to be honest, today didn't go that badly considering all the day, all the games. Okay, the first game did not go to three. Um, but the upper division matches, it was a 2-0. They had to wait 15 minutes in order for the game to the next game to start. Um, and then both of those games went to game three. So 1 a.m. is not that bad for that. They're probably not going to get out of the studio until uh, probably another 20 minutes, I would guess. So they won't probably won't get back. Nobody will probably be asleep until probably about 2 a.m. Um, which to be honest, it's that's been kind of my sleeping area, two AM to three AM every day. It's
0: fine. You're gonna um, go in you're gonna go in tomorrow fresh. Um we finally got this week we we got a couple days ago the reveal of all what all the games are gonna be for week uh, five and six. Yes. And it's um you know, as designed, makes me semi interested in some of these week six matches. And I think that mm-hmm. I might tune into additional regions on week six. Probably not NA. Yeah. Um but Almost everyone else has has something interesting going on here. Um, yeah, I think that I I'm really interested uh, in in Europe week six just because it looks like that is the region with the highest potential for tiebreakers. That in China,
1: yeah. Plus the the tiebreakers, uh, they're more likely for uh, very. Th- there are more positions that are important in Europe, right? Europe and China have only fifth and sixth that do not matter. Mm -hmm. Seventh, eighth are eliminated, and then top four go to the major in different respects. So, like the the you know, it's only fifth and sixth that you don't really care about their positioning. So tiebreakers are super interesting for all of that stuff, Uh, especially if the tiebreaker overlaps into that fifth and sixth slot.
0: Yeah, because even fifth or sixth are on the bubble. Like, although they don't yeah. matter themselves, like the difference between sixth and seventh matters, and the difference between fourth and fifth matters. So yeah. basically every nearly every position that could be locked up could do tiebreakers. Do we know how they're gonna go about doing that? Just more best of threes on like week seven, or
1: there are elimination matches. Um, and I believe there's extra time on the schedule for week six or maybe there's uh, supposed to be scheduled for week seven. Um, well, we, we already have all of our flights.
0: Um, <laughs> they, they, so can't, they, they can't just kick those back and be like, hey, actually, we got tiebreakers to play?
1: Yeah, we already have all of our flights. Um, I'm not saying till the end of the broadcast um, they didn't need me. Um, they didn't need me. Moxie's going to be leaving. Uh... Quite soon, actually. Uh, and then T Gov's also gonna be leaving soon. I think me and Moxie might leave on the same day, actually. Um, because they don't need us towards the end, because it's like there's like three best of threes in total over the course of like three days or something like that. So, yes. So there should be types positions for tiebreakers at that point, because I know the days are very free. Mm-hmm. Um so and I know there are tiebreaker matches, and I'm pretty sure um there are there are tiebreaker rules and tiebreaker matches, and the matches I believe are if it determines whether or not you're going to the major or if you're being eliminated slash upgraded. Um I don't know if there are tiebreaker matches f- between the major slots i think there might not be um but that'll be like so
0: choice not strength of schedule like uh head-to-heads tiebreakers
1: yeah it'll it'll be head-to-head whatever the tiebreaker rules are um which head-to-head is a very big part of it because i believe burjui is almost like mathematically, or, uh, sorry, not Prajui. There are a couple of teams who are 0-5 and five now, uh, Metaphor Pro in the lower division. I believe they're almost mathematically eliminated, because they lost to both uh, the other two teams that they could potentially tie with, so uh, I believe they're... I believe they could be out, unless it's a three-way tie, in which case there will be elimination matches, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if it's a difference between second and third and whether you're going wild card or group stage at the major, I think there isn't elimination matches.
0: Oh, that feels like a rough one. If for someone being on the on the wild card versus group stage bubble.
1: Oh, here it is. If there's a tie among the dividing line, yeah, a best of one tiebreaker will be played upper division and the remain and the remain and elimination. So yeah, that was correct. Well,
0: best of one too. That's that's extra spicy. That makes it even more fun.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's very like ooh, a best of one to get kicked uh, out
0: of upper division. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy.
1: A best of one to determine if you. Uh, yeah.
0: That's like. Oh well, yeah, it
1: doesn't. It whoa, 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 it doesn't. It says upper division. Oh, oh no, no, never mind, never mind. Well, eh,
0: <laughs> someone call the referee. It
1: specifically says it specifically says upper division slash remain and remain elimination. It doesn't say major, but I assume that's implied.
0: I, I would assume so, but.
1: I and then guess... the tiebreaking the rules start with points amassed between the tied participants, uh, which in- includes um, games one. Uh, map difference between the tied participants. Okay, that's the games one. Overall map difference, and then. Uh... Yeah.
0: Um. I'm, I'm interested yeah i'm interested in the tiebreakers i'm interested in some week six stuff um i'm interested in europe and china mostly i really seldom watch that much chinese dota aside from international events but it really looks like there's like a like a like a solid playing field there and some kind well of like,
1: you uh you can't watch anymore in china they're on holiday that's true yeah it is they left us on a cliffhanger
0: the lunar new year is it two weeks yeah
1: uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was, um, I did not get offered to go to PGL, though Kyle was in talks with them, and Kyle, um, were t- talking about casting together. Um, so I was thinking about it, but that would have been part of the package, was having to stay there for two weeks, uh, like, only doing Southeast Asia, and then an additional two weeks of only doing China. And that was just like, ugh
0: fuck if it, that. If if they're not paying you per diem days or extra stuff, that feels not worth. That's that's just yeah. a full extra month tacked on to what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, not not worth at all. So uh yeah, major invites are going around. That's the spicy stuff going on right now. They're, um, they're going to figure
0: out who's who's going where.
1: We'll yeah. We'll see one
0: of those one I, of those tweets from PGL that has a bunch of pictures on it and be like, "Ooh, wow."
1: I think a uh, very good chance I'm not on that list.
0: Very good chance.
1: Yeah. Um, PGL likes to slow roll out their invites to events. Um, so they start with you know um, a small group of people, and then they slowly roll out additional invites. Um, I think it's a negotiating tactic. I think uh, it could be wrong. Maybe they just don't know who they want, but I think it's a negotiating tactic. It would be you know, wild where, if they
0: didn't know who they wanted. Like, surely they know who yeah. they want.
1: So we all talk to each other, right? So I know everybody else who's gotten an invite. So it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, at some point I might get contacted, um, but it's like the longer it is, the more likely I'm going to be declined just because of rate or something. You know. I feel like that that would be the tactic, right? You slow roll out the invites to make people sweat so they so you can potentially get them for cheaper. But obviously, I'm in a position where I'm working ESL and making a lot of money from that, so I don't have to take the major.
0: Do we even know if they're going to like be making everyone go out two weeks early in quarantine hotel? And
1: do I don't believe jazz? no. I don't believe uh, they'll have to do that for Singapore. Uh, I believe the major is being worked with the Singaporean government, so I don't believe they're. Uh, I think everyone's just in a hard, hard bubble. So, yeah, they're they're basically going to do what you know, League Legends and and other tournament organizers have uh, have tried to do, which is a hard bubble.
0: Yeah, when League went to China, they still had to quarantine for two weeks, though, which was a big oh, okay, for yeah. Them. So I I wonder what that'll end up being, or I, I mean I have no idea what Singapore's current COVID state or laws are, what the what PGL can actually pull with the government to alleviate that stuff, but but a hard bubble does yeah. make sense.
1: I'm sure it's probably testing, um, where they get tested um, right away after they get back, um, which kind of frees them up. Maybe Singapore has that rule. Again, I've only been to countries where I know you're allowed to, uh, where you get a test and you don't have to quarantine, but like when I go back to America, I'm supposed to quarantine for two weeks, Uh, but but that's also because I'm not going to take a test (laughs) because I don't need to do anything else. I don't need to go outside of my apartment. You're going to quarantine
0: anyways. (laughs) Yeah, like whatever. You're already just going to be in your apartment
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 man um i'm uh another piece of uh potential major news that i am like eagerly awaiting is is what's going on with all of these uh fan bundle packages that valve has talked about now (laughs) five weeks i was thinking about
1: that today it's, Five uh, weeks ago. Yeah. it's clearly
0: not for, for the first group stage of the first major because why are they going to release shit right now, especially for teams that are going to be dropping up and down, right? Like, what's yeah. what, what's the value in that? Are they just going to pop it off for teams who are at the major and that's where we're going to see it start? That makes the most sense for me at Could this be. point is like any team who's going to the major in any capacity can have one.
1: But I know, I know, like, uh, if they are doing it that way, I know they haven't informed the teams of that at least. Yeah. Because, I mean, I because I know there there are a lot of teams putting in content uh and I know a lot of those teams are not going to the major or are unlikely to go to the major. So, uh yeah, I mean
0: yeah, They even had lower very division unorganized,
1: teams. very poorly planned.
0: Well, they even had lower division teams do it too, right? So, if they were to release one for every team in season 1, upper and lower division every region. That's what sixteen teams per region, five eighty teams.
1: Yeah, that they're that they're time.
0: that they're getting submissions for. Like, I don't know
1: why they would do lower division teams. Honestly, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that makes no sense. Uh, I think I, I think it almost like is just an appeasement of people being like, "Well, we want to support the tier two, tier three community," and Valve's pretty much like, "All right, bet, <laughs> go for it. Put put your money in." Go ahead. Support the Tier 2 and <laughs> Tier 3 seed. I fucking dare you. Oh, what? Nobody's buying them? Oh, there's been 10, 10 fucking packs for Shitter GG, uh, the the 14th best team in, in North America? Oh, fucking shocker.
0: <laughs> Shocked right? Like, but what about the teams who probably are going to... Like, like, what about Secret? <laughs> or OG? Or Liquid? Or EG? Or fucking, I don't know, yeah. Elephant or Navi. Like, what what the fuck's up with that?
1: Yeah, again, I feel like this wasn't uh, very well planned because um, I, I think somebody was probably ambitious and wanted to do lower division teams too. Maybe just... I mean, if it was me, if I was Valve, I'd do it just purely out of spite. <laughs> Again, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> motherfuckers, you guys really want to support the 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 tier three teams? All right, let's put that to the test. And uh, but like you you haven't put it out yet, so uh, I feel like because it's been backlogged in in some way, uh, this is poorly planned. Because you probably should have just done upper division teams. Maybe that would have made this easier. Man, not maybe maybe that's not the thing at all. Maybe it's, I don't. Know
0: maybe it was again. always planned to be for the major. I mean, my knowledge, which is slightly insider but still limited, is there was never a deadline. Yeah. Too. Which was like, hey, can you get us this stuff? But like, when, when were you supposed to get it? That that feels like a crucial yeah. part of asking people for stuff because then you can be like, well, <laughs> Arkosh never turned in their assets. They don't get a fan package. Or yeah half of the division two teams didn't do anything who cares right yeah but if you just don't like what's going to happen for the teams who haven't done anything yet because they don't know when to do stuff and then are they just going to roll them out but like vp is going to be missing a package or viking gg is not going to have one because they they didn't they didn't know when to finish like it feels like having a deadline is crucial to this process
1: I totally agree. I mean, if that is the reason, because like maybe there are like certain upper division teams haven't given us a package yet, so they don't feel comfortable rolling it out, especially if it's everyone's like a big waiting team. on secret. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, everyone's waiting on secret, or maybe like some of the Chinese teams, maybe there's some communication issue there, or maybe you're just missing like most of the teams out of a region like South America or Southeast Asia. Um, like maybe it is something like that. Um, it, it, but it's just like, you you got to give these people a deadline. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It's been it's been a long time since that was sort of like that ball was started. Before it was put down the it's, hill, been, it's been a month. And I'm at still least, waiting think, for it to drop. I
0: think it's been a month. <laughs> yeah, I like, want I want to support my favorite teams.
1: Yeah, who's that? Um. <laughs> um. Name a a North American team that isn't Quincy Crew or EG.
0: Five man Midas. (laughs) You're going to choose the zero and five team that's going to get eliminated to lower division? Well, yeah, because I want to, (laughs) you know what? We're supposed to support tier two Dota and tier three Dota. So I feel like while everyone else is going to be giving money to OG and Secret and VP and LGD... I'll I'll be here doing what the community wants, being the righteous person, being like, here you go, little buddy. Here's here here you go, Five Man Midas. Have three of my dollars.
1: Oh, you, you know what, Joey? Guess what? What? You just delayed that fan pack another week. <laughs> Somebody from Valve is gonna hear that and they're gonna look at it and they're gonna be like, Oh, there's uh nobody from Five Man Minus put in <laughs> anything at all because because most of these most of these players are not in an organization so therefore they don't have the infrastructure to push forward this sort of thing and dota players are notoriously terrible at caring about anything that's not them playing dota so i guarantee you there's there's uh uh, gotta be at least a, a few teams if not a majority of unsigned teams that just didn't put anything in. They, they probably are like, do you guys, anybody, do you guys want to do this? Like, has anybody Which, got I, any ideas? And probably <laughs> maybe they threw, there was like a couple ideas, but nobody actually put the effort to like, actually record something or get something commissioned. And it just kind of like, eh.
0: so I understand that I am uh, not a professional Dota player, but I couldn't imagine yeah. like not having the business acumen to be like, Oh hey, this might be worthwhile for us, at least a little bit, to put in a couple hours of work. Because I know that if you're looking at fan packs, there's going to be like a very high variance of submissions. I bet you. Okay. I bet you that E.G. is going to put a lot of work into it, and really leverage Arteezy. I bet you that Liquid has a whole infrastructure of staff of artists who they can leverage on this. Of content people they can leverage on this i know that's because these people are me um to, to like make something highly produced right Uh-huh. i know that secret probably will easily hire people and so will alliance and so will nigma to do this navi has yeah. a team of people to do stuff i don't know how you expect like a quincy crew like what are they going to do are they going to be like hey jack can you uh can you help me
1: Okay. Um, well, you talk about like not having the business acumen to like put something together. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, you reference Quincy Crew. What about every other team that's below Quincy Crew? Below, let's say five four Zoomers. They they don't. They're just five people, right? As, like, they don't need five man Midas. Yeah. Like as five man Midas, are they actually going to get anything out of this? Like like realistically, is there a fan base that that is supporting them? No. Because their players are mostly unknown, their team was put together. Their team was a stack that was put together. Fucking, you know who who carries these teams? I, there are lower division teams that are going to be more popular than upper division teams because lower division teams have like streamers sometimes. Mm-hmm. And na, there's like Lil Nick, that that kid streams, you know, and he's got a fan base, Does so people are going to want to support division? his team. Yeah, he's he's in lower division because. Name is Dog Champ or something. Oh, something like that. That's cool. Yeah, they they're doing pretty well. Uh, but it's like um, you know, like he he's gonna have to but like five man Midas, as far as I know, nobody on their team streams. And I don't think anybody on the other team that is um uh, black and it. uh, black black and yellow has Jubei who streams, so there will be support for them. But I'm not sure if a team. I can't undying think of who's a team. Uh, a uh, uh, dying. Undying has like Moon Meander and Dubu, so like lots. there will be lots of support for them. But like, if you don't have streamers, if you're like relatively new up and coming players, like nobody's going to support you. And 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 I'm and I'm back this up with some numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. My, my TI, let's see, I'm, I'm viewing, um, okay. View, view, let's see. View lifetime. But I know that like my first time, uh, where I had a signature, right? That was the first time they rolled that out was TI four.
0: Wow. I forgot that. Cap. Name. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cap gets invited to TI cap gets a signature inside of the game. This is also when Valve had that like kind of scummy rule where they were like, okay, you don't get any signature money until you actually like make more than what we're paying you. That was that was a really uh, fucked up rule. Yeah, like hey, I literally can I have my in-
0: ten dollars, please. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I literally uh, so so uh I I made thirteen hundred off of the Trove Carafe... um and I made 700 off of the lockless luck vase for autographs.
0: So that's like, that, that that's a, that's a bonus. That's a, little, that's a nice little TI bonus.
1: Yeah. Two grand. Two, two grand. So I made an, I made an additional two grand, added another like 50, 80 bucks for like the next month or somebody. Um, in 2017, 2014 was the first year it came out, so it was a big hit. 2017, I made $944 plus $32. Minus $1. Somehow I lost a dollar. <laughs> so
0: Someone huh. charged back there. They're- yeah, the,
1: the, the fucking chart goes, the chart goes, it, it released 944 then it then it has a second line, and then it has a third line, and I'm just like, well, that's got to be like hardly any negative 1? Excuse me. <laughs> hey cap, uh you owe us a dollar, please. What the fuck?
0: C- can we get an invoice here for uh for Valve? Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, how the fuck did that happen? Man, in it happened in 2018, too. -2. $2. Uh-oh. So it went a- down anyway. for here, too. Yeah, it actually went down in uh 2017. It looks like um because i i do remember it, it was less popular like the the autographs were like a really big hit on the initial but then like the follow up it's like am i going to buy your autograph again like i don't i i have your autograph like why am i going to buy it again you know
0: also there was probably more i think the second year like wasn't there just substantially more in the store so people might have had more choice
1: yeah for sure that 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 would be another another factor as well uh it gets better from there i made about fourteen hundred uh in twenty eighteen and I made about fourteen hundred in twenty nineteen. Okay. So but like the weakest year I had made less than a thousand dollars, right? And I'm a personality. All right. People have to you're listen on the show,
0: you cast, yeah. you're on stage there. Right. Like, like like I I you, you stream?
1: you you listen to, the, to to this fucking game. You have to listen to me if you want commentary. I'm the only I'm the only English person there talking about this game. Like you have to listen to me. Right? So you are going to be exposed and know who I am. Right? And these players, like you don't know what they look like, you don't know what they sound like, you don't know what their personality is. Like for some of these guys, you have no idea who the fuck they are, right? So like, if I can only make $1,000 as a professional commentator in 2017, you know, what is a team going to make? Split, you know, five ways, like, for, for a, a group of people that don't have any, like, it's just not worth it. So, I, I, if I was them, I wouldn't do anything either. I'd be like, I would do it for my own personal satisfaction. I'd be like, I'd just go up into a microphone and just be like... <laughs> And then I'm going to put that in because I want to be able to use that voice line. You know? <laughs> but, like, I'm not expecting anybody to buy it. <laughs> and so, yeah, if I was them, I if I was a Dota player who only cared about playing Dota and nothing else, and yeah, I don't think there's a any, uh, any whole lot of incentive for them.
0: When, when you also put it like that, it just makes me think about, um, you know, the, the, the rich getting richer because what's going to happen <sighs> with the fan packs is, you know... Secret is gonna make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, OG is probably gonna make a fuck ton of money. EG will probably yes. make less than those two, but still a lot of money. Um, it will make
1: player-owned organizations more profitable.
0: Yeah, if Nigma sells a lot of packages, like that's that's gravy for them.
1: Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. I feel like in some way it's not good.
0: Because I feel what like in many
1: ways these... Uh, I feel like in some ways player-owned organizations have been a letdown for me. I feel like I was promised this like revolution and then it just turned out they were just kind of like a shitty orc. <laughs> I was like, for the players, by the players, led by the players, we're going to do content, we're going to do all this kind of thing. So this is just kind of like, eh. OG shout out to them, have probably been the best of all the player-owned organizations when it comes to content and that sort of thing. But um, if anything, I just feel like player-owned means that the players are like, wait a minute, I'm the boss? Hey, me, do I have to do this interview or this video for the sponsor? No, me, I don't think you do have to. It's okay. Just go ahead and play another pub. Yeah, thanks, me. Like I feel like that that is actually what, what it has become. Like, mm, I'm a millionaire and I, I'm my own boss. Like, do I need to do anything? No.
0: Why am I giving money to these goddamn organizations? <laughs> what do they provide me? And the answer is depending on the organization, a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like the yeah. people in, in CIS who are hanging out, you know, with Navi and VP are probably just getting more benefits like being able to play together and get cooked food at a facility. You know? Yeah. Having a staff to support them. Having a staff who can make, who can, you know, make sure that their voice pack gets in the game and they don't have to care about it. You know?
1: Hey, Joey, do you think your Liquid team is profitable?
0: What I, uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Okay.
1: I mean, I'm I'm just going to say, like, you know, Reddit commenters always are like, "Well, you know, if, if the no business is gonna keep going if it's not making any money. Like, why do people keep saying turntable organizers don't make any money? You know, like why do people say that team owners like don't want to get into Dota? Like, what? Like, they're here. Like, uh, they're obviously making money. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I would, I just look at salaries of players and I'm just like, I cannot." possibly see how that team owner who's paying for all those salaries is making more money than what they're putting into doing salaries i can't fucking see it i, I they have to be making like literally millions
0: <laughs> i would i would put forth the hypothesis that uh most teams do not make money
1: yes Okay, I just wanted you to back me up on that. I, I just wanted I, I one more voice to, to say that. For one more expert inside of the scene to, to say that. So like the fucking millions of fucking business geniuses in, in Reddit and Twitch chat. Or Reddit, actually, not Twitch chat. Um, but like, <laughs> they keep on like saying the same thing. Like, these guys are just lying to us. These These things don't actually make money
0: it's different it's different org to org like i i can probably look at orgs and talk about ones that i think make money i'd probably be willing to bet that alliance is revenue positive because i don't know probably. why else they would exist because they don't sponsor any other teams <laughs> like they just have a dog yeah they team. do like
1: PUBG, right
0: yeah like so i i think alliance... they, they do like
1: the cheap esports
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: a reason why alliance hasn't like jumped into like fucking overwatch or some shit you know
0: Exactly. I'd be willing to bet that Alliance might be revenue positive. I don't know what Nigma pays its players because they own each other, but I'd be willing to bet that they might be functioning as a business that's like mildly revenue negative. Like they're not losing a lot of money, but I bet they're probably losing a little bit money or very close to being break even. Yeah. Um, That's probably all I can think about. I, I honestly can't imagine I think any that, NA I, making money
1: I, I whenever I think of these organizations it's always the ones that are like more um streamer heavy more social media heavy like um I don't know the, the, the all the na ones like coming over from cod uh like FaZe or oh, like the ones that are trying to build like a brand or focus more on the streaming aspect I, yeah I, I feel like those are more likely to be successful than the pure esports you know like we host players and teams and we buy spots into call of duty league and overwatch league for millions of dollars and, you know
0: I'll, I'll 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 send you a, a bit of insider info D- don't repeat this but just just react to this just just just, just react to this just just look at discord that doesn't surprise me <laughs> that that might be counter to your to your point about uh about big teams or about those type of organizations you your phase hundred thieves optic that you know may not be awesome um but yeah yeah. So who's making money?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Just waiting for this whole esports thing to finally blow up, like people are all betting on. When are we finally going to get the World Esports League sponsored by TNT and BBC? See now Bill it, Gates. That's I
0: I still am very bullish on that. I I am consistently very bullish on that, that like we're going to be 50 or 60, dude, and it's going to be so fucking prevalent, and people are going to know about Cloud9 and 100 Thieves and Liquid and Evil Geniuses, like yeah. they're the Lakers and the Yankees. Yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. I fully believe that's that's the future we're headed towards. Um, and in order to do that, at the level that we've gotten to, which you can say the buzzword bubble, uh, means that a lot of people are losing money. Or there's a lot of investment yeah. that's strategically losing money, but then you look at like Uber's never made money, you know. Like look at look at all those other companies that that exist in a startup slash tech sphere, which you can say has overlap with esports. That just oh my god, so, somebody costs, had a hilarious
1: profit. comment. I fucking somebody made a hilarious comment on, on, on Reddit, Reddit about on this. Oh, yes, Reddit. where uh...
0: okay. Where those?
1: somebody somebody had this, you know, the stand, standards, you know, tell her just lying to us about tournament organizer. There's no way they don't <laughs> actually make money. <laughs> like, 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 is it, it is very often it's a cooperative relationship between talent and tournament organizer, but it all, also can be an antagonistic one. You know, I, you know, like I work for them, but I also, you know, take money from them. And I take as much money as possible from them, and they try and give me as little money as possible. Like, yeah, they're, you they're know, a business. Like,
0: they make more money if they pay you less money.
1: Yeah. So it's not. It's not like it's not like if I say like I don't think these guys are making money. Like, and, and you know they're gifted a hundred thousand. Like I get ten k. I don't get a cut. You know, if Valve all of a sudden start gifting away money to tournament organizers, <laughs> <laughs> like how is that possibly going to happen? Uh... But yeah, uh shit, I'm trying to find it. But it was basically like somebody made that comment and the guy's like, Hey, welcome to 2021. Uh glad you just woke up from your coma. Um, if uh we'll go ahead and get you home off of your Uber Drive. Uh when you get there, you can go ahead and get your DoorDash order uh while you do work on your work share from home. Like you know, just like a listing of like all of these companies that are, are well known for being uh revenue negative revenue
0: negative right billion 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 dollar companies i think the goal is to not like sports teams aren't revenue negative you know how much fucking money the yankees make
1: (laughs) you know the uh i i always kind of like the thing i wonder about esports and like the the whole i I agree with you that i think esports will blow up the weird part about esports though is that like um i I personally do not believe in any one of these leagues based around a game because I don't believe that this generation of games is what's going to determine eSports. You know? Like, I, I I don't believe anybody... Like, you buy an Overwatch spot... And so you have like from from these team owners perspective, they finally have something concrete that they can, you know, an asset that they hold that they could sell. They could they can actually, you know, make money off of. They've got this partnership with the developer. The problem is, is like fucking who's going to give a shit about Overwatch in five years? You know, Overwatch 2, maybe here it comes. Not this you know, year, that- <laughs> not this year.
0: So what are you? So, so your opinion is that the esport that is going to make eSports truly eSports has not yet been released and/or even developed yet.
1: Yeah, as a game, uh, I, I yeah, I, I think so. Like what what if like those the esport that has these sort of like super long-lasting implications, like uh, sports games do. Then, yeah, I think. Um, You know League of Legends and CSGO um, will probably keep on for a very long time Um, and but like um, CSGO I think is actually has the best chance of just keep going because I feel like in that like CSGO is an internal you know first person shooters people will never tire of shooting people in the head you know. That's just that's just a, a fucking genre that will never die. But like MOBAs, for example, like that just kind of like gets cycled out. Somebody gets like, who cares about RTSs anymore? Any, any RTS players in chat? Anybody? Anybody trying to fucking be an overlord and control their armies? and be a strategic mastermind. Like nobody cares about RTSs anymore, and I feel like nobody's gonna care about MOBAs in ten years.
0: I agree with your counterpoint. If there's one game that I would even point a finger at, it would be Counter Strike. That that could be eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: and- because because Counter-Strike, here, here's, here's the news, sorry, real quickly, but just like, Counter-Strike, they can keep doing sequels to, okay? And Counter-Strike will work with technology as it increases. You get your fucking, VR becomes like really fucking mainstream, you know? You put on your fucking headset and you load up your fucking fake-ass gun and you're running around as a terrorist shooting people in the head, like that is going to be Counter-Strike of 30 fucking years. And people still enjoy doing that, you know? So it's it, like MOBAs, I, I don't see them having that jump, right? It's going to be something else. It's going to be some other different kind of genre.
0: One day we'll all make a lot of money, right, Cap? That's the esports promise. Everyone's going to be rich and fine. I don't know.
1: Okay. You might make a lot of money. I'm still... A- Your career is not tied to Dota. Mine is
0: if i i think that if i ever really make a lot of money and have like a crazy house or like multiple teslas or like whatever you want to imagine as being like wealthy i truly think it's going to come from traditional media like i produced yeah. a big movie that's that's where yeah. i assume if if that if that happens to me which isn't my goal necessarily by the way like like it would be nice but i'm not sitting here being like how do i become a multimillionaire
1: um do you want to be a movie director though
0: not really a, a, okay. do, I, do I want to be a, do I wanna be a television director? yeah, ah. so I mean, you oh, okay, know okay. We, we, we can flop that around, but if i was if I was directing or producing like just say something to the caliber of uh, the wire or Breaking Bad or Fargo or you know, put anything in there that's you know been really zeitgeisty and good like I think that's probably how I might you know become a one percenter. I don't know if that ever really happens in eSports. Mm-hmm. But um, here's here's helping. I think a lot of people have that delusion, though, where like ah, if I'm still on the ground floor of esports, which I don't even know if we can call this the ground floor anymore, um, we're, we're at least a couple levels up. Um, like mm-hmm. I'll just you know I'll, I'll I'll be there when it explodes, and then I'll I'll have all this money and and fame. And I don't really I don't really think that's the case. I think it's gonna be big, but I don't think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of people who might be just in it for, um, not always the right reasons.
1: Yeah. For sure, I think uh, like if I if I similar situation, I'm ever going to have that kind of success, it's gonna become it's gonna be because I transitioned into a normal hosting role, you know. Which yeah, let or me your just voice acting a, a on a, like fucking, a Fox
0: cartoon. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a voice acting blowing up. You know, that's funny that it didn't even occur to me that the voice acting would be the thing that would blow up like that. That is where I live in my head that I like just naturally think it's not going to succeed. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> What? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, like, you know, hosting, like, let me just say, fucking toot my own horn here. I'm a damn good host. I fucking, I've been hosting some of Dream League, and and I was like, you know, I was flexing some of my hosting muscles, and I was like, damn. I realized, you know, I'm not perfect. Not whatsoever. Some rocky fucking, you know, situations, and, you know, sometimes my my brain just isn't fucking ready to go, but, like, Considering the fact that I don't host at all, I'm a damn good host. (laughs) It's just, it it just sucks that it's not my passion, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like something that that you're good at or you've built a muscle for or that you, you like kind of fit into well. I'm sure because you're, you just have like a base level of charisma, which I think really helps with that. And a base level of confidence, just be like, gotta say words now, which I think is like super core to hosting. Right. Um. But, but, but you're right, like, you want to cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was listening to um, Dan's podcast because he had Frankie on. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Frankie actually gave a slight shout-out to, to me hosting. Uh, but she was totally right in her analysis. She was talking about getting into Dota. Red eye gone, obviously. Uh, Rich is busy doing his OTK stuff, so there's room for hosts in Dota. Um, and she was like, you know, I could be... A secondary host to to Shiever. uh because she was talking about like she doesn't want to take somebody else's spot right she likes going where there is right. uh a, an open spot for her to move in and not just like compete and knock somebody else down and uh and she's totally right um and she said that like you know caps doing a good job posting uh but like i don't think he would be interested in um hosting ti over casting ti yeah, Valve <laughs> is like, oh, yo, you can be the prestigious host of the international, or you can be the play-by-play caster that isn't Owen. And I'd be like, get me underneath Owen right now. <laughs> Fucking, let's go. Grand finals, who gives a shit? Lower bracket finals is all good, Valve Daddy. I'm okay with that, you know?
0: <laughs> man. um... We've we've actually been working with Frankie. Um, I'll just send this over to you. We we we're using her for a Riot project um, for LOL Global, where she's doing mm-hmm. like a like like a week in review type show, and um, she's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. Big 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 Frankie fan. I, I I really am enjoying seeing her stock go up and watching her be able to. I think that she both breaks the barrier of, you know, hey, there's less women in the scene, but also uh, being able to eloquently go through multiple games because she still feels like an expert when she's talking about League just as much as she would when she's talking about Counter-Strike. And I know that if she put in the work, she can also do that for Dota or what have you.
1: So Yeah. She's, uh, I wouldn't say natural because I don't know what her experience is, but she is very... um... It feels like she's unnatural when it comes to hosting, especially stage hosting. Yeah. She uh, she always just seems so effortless in being able to kind of run with the chaos, which is something that I much prefer uh, desk hosting to stage hosting. Um, stage hosting, like going out in the crowd and stuff, there's too many variables. There are too many things that could happen that I don't have control of. You know, And I'm not a control freak by any means, but... I, you know, I still would like to operate within the element of what I know.
0: I agree. Like, I I really don't do either of this. But just, just the idea and, like, you know, directing people who do this stuff. When you're at a desk, you have, like, a rough script. You have, like, maybe a director in your ear. You got people that you're consistently working with. You can just go there. They're, your whole world is that little set that's on the floor, right? When you're yeah. out, like, Slacks or Casey in the crowd doing something at TI you don't know if the person that you're talking to is going to like, you know, pull down their pants and take a shit on you. Like that could happen. And there's a certain yeah. amount of like randomness that comes with interacting with what might be an esports event, sometimes crazy people. Um
1: <laughs> is Yeah, uh, and you also have to be like totally like like on another level willing to be embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you ha- like you just have to be able to wallow in that. I'm OK with embarrassing myself, but like I don't think I can quite <laughs> wallow in it. You know, I-, I would still feel insecure about it while it's happening. I'm OK with that. I'm c- I'll come to terms with it. No problem. But like in the moment, fucking I'm not going to be that quick witted, you know, person. I-, I like to be able to take a little bit more time to craft things. And that's what desk hosting certainly does.
0: Amen. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up. There, there, there's a story that I didn't quite get to that that I'll that I'll tease for next time. In that, um, okay, um, I was uh, I've I, I've had quite a week with my uh, with my cryptocurrency account. Oh, and I don't. Oh, really? I really? Do you know hold that, some Bitcoin? I know that this isn't a Zyori podcast. So, so uh-huh, I don't, I don't uh-huh. want to roll some eyes if people say cryptocurrency, but uh but I I have some uh I have some stories for next week <laughs>
1: okay. that are hopefully
0: hey. resolved by then so I can give like a full beginning middle end because right now we're still in the middle end part and dude, it's been a week.
1: <laughs> are you struggling to get a hold of your crypto, Joey? No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm okay. I think maybe I won't bury the lead. Um, but until then keep watching the DPC cap is, is going to be there for week five. Might not be there for week six. So, I mean, if you, if you want, if you want to, if you want to get your reps in, if you, if you want to see him on stage and be like, what caps hosting tune into the DPC. It's great. If you're in America for some reason still. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. half
1: of week 6. I'll be there for half. half a
0: week of six? week 6? Okay. 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 Yeah. So you so you're still there for like another week and a half?
1: Yeah, they uh, basically they leave me out of like the last two or three days.
0: Okay. Okay. Well then, um get 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 your get your cap reps in while you can and uh follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms and uh listen to us when you play pubs and tell your friends about us. By the way, I ran into a uh, lot of Naga sirens in the games <laughs> that I was playing this week cap and they were insufferable.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, shout out to Naga Siren on 7.7K, baby. I'm so close to 8K, which I didn't think I could ever actually get, but MMR is inflated right now, and I'm on a fucking run right now. I, I fucking played a bunch of games today, played seven games, only went up one game's worth, but still, you know, I'm closer. 7.7.3. Mmm. I'm... I'm fucking flying up there, baby. I think you got the hit highest it. MMR of anybody here. A fucking beat out T fucking Kyle's left in my dust. I'm coming for BSJ next.
0: You're gonna hit it, dude. You're gonna hit AK and you're gonna be like shit.
1: Oh yeah. I'm gonna quit Dota. Never touch the game again. <laughs>